0: Back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship
1: with TV. I'm Jordan and I'm Taylor. We are talking about season two of Ted Lasso, which is exciting because we never got to talk about season one actually.
0: Yeah, it's like I don't that was weird that we kind of missed the boat on that. I was super slow to watch it, but it's like, why didn't we just do it?
1: We must have had a that I I remember when I watched it I was also balancing watching You season 2. Oh, weird combo <laughs> cuz it was like over Christmas break. Uh but I still don't know. I don't know why. I don't think we knew that it was going to I think this was like the first Apple show that like I was surprised at how widely received it was and we didn't we weren't expecting it.
0: Totally. And I think it was weird cuz I don't even really remember when all the episodes were available because I feel like it was such a slow burn to like word of mouth get popular Mm -hmm. but it must have been weekly
1: but yeah truly a phenomenon it was weekly because my my parents were like one of the first people to watch it because they're just like we have this apple tv account we're gonna watch everything they put out just for fun like they've I think they've watched like so many of those random shows too So they were the ones that told me to watch it. My mom actually was asking me for a shout out on the podcast. So I guess here it is.
0: Wow. I mean, I do feel like, well, how do I say this without insulting your mom and dad? I was going to (laughs) say it's like I my first instinct was to say like the boomers really called this one because I feel like everyone's parent. I'll just say like this is one where I think it's mostly parents were the ones being like, hey, why haven't you watched this show yet?
1: I Ever. feel like millennials have been slow to get Apple TV.
0: Plus. Yeah. I think that's right. Because millennials I don't think that's weren't offensive. really watching the morning show. Not many. Mm-hmm. And that was
1: kind of the big thing at very first. That was another one my parents watched it before me. Wow. The bo- the boomers have it on this <sighs> one. Okay, parents
0: Goff parents 1. I don't know what your score is.
1: (laughs) Girl Meets Show, zero. (laughs) I mean,
0: technically Girl Meets Show has how many episodes? Uh, This is 149.
1: (laughs) So that's how many points we have, actually. (laughs) Nice to see you on the board. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so stay tuned for that. First, TV news. I know we don't have a ton because we recorded so late last week with Squid Game. Hmm. But we've still got a few. Jordan, what do you have? Um. One thing that I thought
0: was interesting and kind of surprising is that um, Netflix is going to do kind of a reboot of that '70s show, but that '90s show. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how much that '70s show you watched. I actually watched a lot of it. Like that, it was just always on, and I actually enjoyed it. So. <laughs> anyway um it was like the glory days of ashton kutcher for sure but anyway yeah, i the- definitely
1: watched like a handful of episodes
0: yeah like, like i f- know a
1: decent amount about it
0: okay perfect i feel like everyone has at the very least a working knowledge of that 70s show it was just like around yeah. Yeah. and anyway they're making that 90s show and so the main character is going to be the child of Topher Grace and Laura Prepon's characters, um, their daughter, and she's visiting her grandparents. And so the the actors that are for sure reprising their roles are the mom and dad. you have seen the mom From and dad confirmed. Not, I, th- all the things I've seen, it's not confirmed that like Topher and Laura are back. And so it's it's a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. I um, it's not that I'm like think this is a terrible, terrible idea. It's just kind of confusing to me. But I don't know. Also, kind of meta because I'm also seeing in this long thread about it that the original that '70s show debuted in 1998, so it's like three years before after this is actually set. This new one, so that's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I saw that and I was intrigued mostly because I mean I do ha love a ni- '90s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And so I was interested, but I guess we'll wait and see kind of who else signs on. I think that will be a telltale.
0: Yeah. Like it. how, I mean, if they get Ashton and Mila, that would be fun. Like now a real life IRL couple, I could be really on board for that. So I'm curious, but I'm not fully sold.
1: Same. My only piece of news was just like a couple more fun facts that came out about Squid Game since we recorded. Um, One of them being that the creator of it apparently said that if there is a season two of Squid Game, it will explore the story of like the front man. He's the man. He's the guy who like wears the different face mask, Mm -hmm. which is exactly kind of what we were saying we wanted. So I think that's good.
0: Yeah, I fully, su- I, I support that. I support that.
1: Oh, another one that I had bookmarked that I thought was interesting was that the coffins apparently were shaped like gift boxes to signify um, how the creator of the game thought that uh, he was kind of God giving contestants like uh, the gift of death, which I thought oh. was also interesting.
0: Very interesting and very dark. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, the more I think about the show, I really have a greater appreciation for it. So many details. Yeah. Wow. I love all of those little trivia facts. Me too. Um, I only have one more piece of news, and that is that um HBO Max is going to do an unscripted series um that's from Brené Brown. And Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, so it's like, it says unscripted. I guess it is funny how it's like, it's not a traditional reality show. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's a competition, but it is unscripted. It's an eight episode series that will, quote, take viewers on an interactive journey through the range of emotions and experiences that define what it means to be human. So it'll focus a lot on her research and it says it'll be a mix of storytelling pop culture references. Um, but yeah, I'm really intrigued because I don't even, I can't even really picture what
1: this is exactly. Yeah. Like, I guess the way I'm thinking about it is like Oprah Winfrey kind of ish, like interviewing. But I don't know.
0: That's what I'm thinking too. Cause it's like, is it, it's like, it could either be interviewing people and like helping individuals. And then like we as viewers learn with them, or is mm-hmm. it like a workshop that like you like fill things out like you journal <laughs> while you watch or something like i don't know i'm so intrigued by it so yeah very very interesting and excited about that wow yeah i love that and it's going to be called atlas of the heart ooh that's
1: pretty yeah very beautiful, beautiful I love it. title <laughs> <laughs> a fun thing that happens in ted lasso season 2 is that Keely um, is kind of doing some brand partnerships and a lot of, and it's like setting up a lot of the players with uh, like brand deals, and which I think is a really interesting concept in general. And I kind of liked that mm-hmm. they tied that in. Yeah. But uh, one of the brands is for this new dating app called Banter. And the premise is that you, Don't have any photos or, like, anything about yourself like that. You connect with people strictly off of, like, your personality and, like, the things you say. Which I kind of like. Yeah. I do, too. But it does make it way more nerve-wracking to actually, like, meet up with someone. I feel like I would still want them to, like, send me a photo of them or something. Totally.
0: it's it. This is, like, the true love is blind now that we're saying this. Yeah, especially because like that you sign up for a Netflix show where you don't meet them before you love fall in love with them. And like they're obviously going to be hot. <laughs> this yes. it's like literally any random person, but I still like it. I kind of I'm kind of into it because I think the worst thing about dating apps is that it's literally only swiping yes or no on their looks of these four photos
1: exactly and that's why for me I don't like the dating apps at all because it's too vulnerable for me to think like oh they didn't like what I look like
0: because mm-hmm.
1: that's the, the number one thing I would tell myself like is why they didn't swipe on me or why they stopped talking to me or didn't ask me out exactly like, it all comes down to your looks Where like yes. this is like oh they didn't think that joke was funny that's sad for them like unfortunate yeah for them
0: totally totally and, um, I, uh, I was, there was this, um, Instagram person I follow named flex mommy. <laughs> Highly <laughs> recommend. She's really good to <laughs> follow. And, um, but she one time pitched the question, like how many times have you had a crush on someone you probably would have swiped left on if you'd only seen their profile? And I'm like a lot, several crushes of mine.
1: Well, spe- especially men in general, because they always have such bad photos and profiles yeah. anyway. Yes.
0: So many so many humans, not to generalize, but especially men, they mm-hmm. don't understand the best photos of themselves. And in no. person, they're much, much better and are cuter. And you also, if you get to know someone, a lot of times they become a lot cuter to you too. Duh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Anyway, I really like this app idea, even though it is it is also really scary. But it's like, how could you? You couldn't catfish. Like, your catfishing would be, it's like, it eliminates <laughs> a lot of the problems. It creates new ones, but it eliminates a lot of the other problems that are typical.
1: All right. So, for our top three, we're naming our top three TV characters we'd love to banter with. <laughs> yeah. Or match with on banter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go first my number three I said Chandler Bing (gasps) I think that he would be really good on that app oh my gosh he would be really funny and sarcastic which are things that I'm like drawn to Mm -hmm. it would get a little old and like in person I don't know if I would have been into him but Mm -hmm. I think he'd do really well on that app and I would fall for him
0: That is starting us off with a bang or a bing. Now that I
1: say that. A bing. A bing, Um, bang, boom.
0: (laughs) That is such a genius answer because, yeah, he it comes off really strong in person. But maybe he would be really good over text. And I also think he his character clearly like Matthew Perry is an attractive person. But I think Chandler does feel self-conscious that he's not as like hot as Joey or whatever, you know, like.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: think he might really shine, and I actually can see you too as a couple if he isn't annoying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear. I was hoping you'd start out with the one that you told me before we started recording is not age appro- is not age appropriate because my number three is definitely not age appropriate. <laughs> so you have to, but be I first. have an explanation. Because one of my favorite. Characters on TV of all time is Sam Weir on Freaks and Geeks. And yes, <laughs> he's fourteen years old. But here's the thing. Okay, I would not be in this scenario of not be chatting with a fourteen year old.
1: What I um, I mean you could be technically chatting with a fourteen year old because like he could sound really mature for on banter, the app, and then and you lied about out his later age that he's fourteen.
0: Yeah, but I'm hoping that there could be a real connection. But what I just really always relate to Sam Weir a lot. Um and I think and like in if I'm thinking about this in real life, I would love to meet a guy who was like Sam Weir as like a kid. Like sensitive but also likes a lot of the same things I like and I just really relate to that character idea. Um mm-hmm. And, but, like, yeah, if this were like in Ted Lasso and I met someone that much younger than me, maybe if I were Rebecca's age, it wouldn't be illegal. <laughs> but, like, I'm not. I just hope I've explained this well. It sounds really creepy, but I just. I love Sam Weir and
1: I just relate to him a lot. So that's all I have to say. I don't think say. it's creepy. I think Thank it's. Thank you. Yeah. That's the point of this is like personality wise, <laughs> who would you connect with? We're taking away um the social constructs of <laughs> <dating>. yeah exactly <laughs> thank you um okay my number two is my possibly not age appropriate but it's like technically he is but I don't know of course my first thought was Seth Cohen because I think we would mm-hmm. connect really quickly because of music um but he was too on the nose for me because, like, <laughs> I would swipe up on him if it was just a singular photo of him and no other words because he's exactly my type. Yes, true. But, um, so I was trying to think of, like, who is Seth Cohen-esque. And I chose Adam Braverman from Parenthood because he's, oh. like, very into music um, and also, like, has, like, a career and is funny hmm
0: yeah like if you didn't know that he has like <laughs> a lot of kids like uh, old kids <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and like if you were just if and also like he's single in this scenario like if you didn't yes. know like you wouldn't even think about him if you like passed him or something like no. like where would you ever have the opportunity besides this to like have a long conversation you know literally nowhere I mean, even in this season of Ted Lasso, the people that are using banter, it's people that like, they would never have had such deep conversations with each other without this app and gotten to know how much they actually do relate to each other. So yeah, this, it reminds me of that that a lot. They never would have given me like the time of day at all. No, they wouldn't have even, it wouldn't even have crossed their radar at all. Yeah. To think about that, even as friends. So Wow, that's a really that is a really good uh thought provoking choice. Thank you. I I really admire the restraint to not just put Seth (laughs) Cohen for everything. (laughs) Thank you. Um it was hard. Yeah. I love it. Um, my number two. Um, I said Abed from community. Ooh. Um, I feel like um I mean I think Danny Pootie is extremely attractive. Um abed obviously though is super awkward in person most of the time not all the time but most of the time but i feel like maybe he wouldn't be as awkward over text or chatting and i also feel like i would i think he he and i would be able to speak that pop culture language fluently together Mm -hmm. um taylor and i are both told this all the time that no one understands what we're talking about or saying (laughs) (laughs) um i've been told that my whole life it really it hurts sometimes <laughs> but um he would really get it and I feel like we would be on that same wavelength and that would be very attractive to me
1: I love that I mean we'll get into I think we might get into this later but yeah it's similar to like it's so shocking how much pop culture Ted Lasso knows because like yeah. is he watching tv or movies like the way that he's able to like drop in pop culture references like that is so fascinating to me because me, even a person who, again, like, sometimes I, it's like, who are you talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. You. This is way too deep for me. It's like, Ted does that same thing to me. There, were, There's a lot of his jokes that I feel like go over my head because I don't know the pop culture reference.
0: Yeah, his are weird because it's, like, spanning too many decades to be realistic. <laughs> it's like he knows things that happened this summer. And he knows things, every detail of, like, a movie from the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. Like, he's truly and all over the
1: place. Not even a single, one single joke about One Direction or Harry Styles is just, like, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> asinine. <laughs> That's my opinion,
0: personally. <laughs> hmm. Wow, yeah, that is, hmm. <laughs> I never thought about that, but yowza. that is right there that is off limits for jason to (laughs) he's like do Um, not mention those names to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i do feel like abed the way abed interjects pop culture references is very similar to ted lasso where they just like come out of nowhere and there's no like rhyme or reason it's just like they know everything so i like Mm -hmm. that thank you Okay, my number one, it feels cheating because I said this person last week, but it's a totally different topic. Fun. Um, But I chose Tyrion from Game of Thrones. He is kind of your dream guy. I guess so. He's just so funny and charming. And also a big thing for me is confidence because to me, I, I am immediately turned off by a guy who's like, I don't know why you would like a measly old guy like me. Like, that's my least favorite quality, and so many men have it, and Tyrion would never. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) If we had merch, we'd put that on it. (laughs) Tyrion would never. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. It's like, in real life, (laughs) like, the guys are either, like, way too overconfident, and it sucks, or they're like, blah, 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 like, I can't, I'm a bump on a log. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) i feel like this episode might have a high audience of men because a lot of guys watch ted lasso and they're they're just getting roasted this whole time
1: (laughs) take note yeah we have good good things you should think about i was sure in my top three that none of these men would be um good morning beautiful men and
0: oh my gosh seriously because
1: that's another one of my biggest turn-offs
0: <laughs> that took me a second to be like wait what oh yep I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about I don't want a text <laughs> that says that that's the last Never. thing I want
1: Mm-mm.
0: barf how are you supposed to respond to that okay <laughs> one time one of the most memorable things in my dating app experience was someone chatted me And I'm just saying, like, this stuff does not work. I think it's stupid. They were like, wow, I've never matched with a model before. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to unmatch you immediately. Like, that is so cringy. Don't say that. You would never get that on banter. No. That is, like, that is not flattering to me at all. That is. Don't. Like, and I'm not even saying this to be like, oh, woe is me. I am ugly. But like,
1: don't lie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is that even supposed to mean? Get
1: out of my face. If if that were true, I would have been approached in the mall years ago. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've watched every season of ANTM. Okay. (laughs) Get out of my face. I was like, don't patronize me, idiot. (laughs) Gosh. So embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, that's the perfect answer. I got to be honest you. with you. It's perfect. Um, my number one, and it actually is kind of funny because it is sort of like a Seth Coheny situation because it's a very obvious TV crush, but I really think on paper, this is like a very, uh, dream guy personality for me is Jim Halpert from the office. Mm. I thought about him and yeah, yeah. he just like any, it's like, I feel like I've said this a lot. When I rewatch The Office, sometimes there's things about him that bug me, like that he's just pining for Pam for like a decade, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. move on, dude, like, sorry, but you got to move on. And then I guess it works out, but whatever, <laughs> but really like he is just like, he's, ve- he's like a kind person, but he's also really funny and really sarcastic. The kind of person that like, if something weird is happening, you like make eye contact with them across the room. Like, Oh gosh. Like that's like, mm-hmm. those are just like, that's, that's my exact type personality wise. <laughs> and it also, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's also a cop out cause he's also good looking. But, um, um, in kind of a normal, normal guy way, especially John Krasinski in the office days. Like now he's yeah. like King of the lumberjacks. He's very handsome, <laughs> but like back then he was like approachable, a really nice, fun guy, but also has that kind of spice that we like to see mm-hmm. a little sarcasm, sarcasm in him. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Dream, I think
0: dream man on paper. I really think he would do well on the app too. Like Chandler. Oh, totally. Like he would be very smart and witty and it would probably be a really fun conversation.
1: He would have a great opening sentence. Totally. He would never say good morning, beautiful. He would never say, how <laughs> no. are you a model? <laughs> oh gosh. None of that funny business. It's just like,
0: if you think that is what I want to hear from a stranger, clearly we're not gonna get along (laughs) it's basically what it comes down to (laughs) some girls do and power to I hope it works on them but yeah no
1: not lucky for them because there's more of more men like that (laughs) anyway (laughs) apparently it's not like we like to be these people (laughs) (sighs)
0: oh
1: gosh okay For Ted Lasso season two discussion, let's first talk about overall feelings, season two v. season one, and I want to talk about binging Ted Lasso versus watching it week to week, and then we'll talk spoilers. I watched the first episode of season two right when it came out, and then I made an executive decision over myself to only watch it all once it had all come out Mm -hmm. and Jordan you watched it you did a little bit of both right
0: yeah I kind of binged in chunks when all the discourse was coming out about it I was so curious so I think I watched like the first five or six kind of all in one go Mm -hmm. and then kind of and then I had to wait a little bit and then I and then I this weekend I binged the last bit got it so I was definitely, I was kind of keeping, I was keeping up a little bit, definitely more than you were since you were like intentionally waiting. Yeah. But I still wasn't watching. I wasn't waiting each week for yeah. a single You would episode. watch like two
1: or three episodes at a time. Yeah. And by all the discourse, Jordan, I'm assuming you mean there's a lot of people saying that they didn't love this season. So yeah,
0: I feel like mid season, which is so funny. Because I think that is so irresponsible <laughs> to like make these <laughs> grand sweeping assumptions and statements about a new season of a show when you're in the middle of the season. That's interesting to mm-hmm. me. Um, I saw people saying they didn't like it. They were like, Oh, Ted Lasso's jumped the shark. Oh, Ted Lasso's toxic positivity, all this stuff. And it's kind of like, even before I, and so I was like, well, I want to kind of see if this is correct. But I felt like, I mean, not to say, like, oh, well, I was so wise and they're dumb. But, like, <laughs> maybe I think all that discourse made me think, like, well, maybe the other shoe still has to drop on the rest of the season. Yeah. Because, like, in the middle, they're clearly going to be building up to something, you know? So mm-hmm. that's that was, those were the main pieces of discourse that I saw. And I, not to say that all the discourse is wrong. I don't think this is, you know, like, a flawless show. But I thought it was, like... Strangely unforgiving to make yeah. all these negative
1: comments, like in the very middle of a season, which probably also happened because the first season was so like put on a pedestal. Everybody totally loved it and said it was perfect, which I think leads to my theory of maybe we've mentioned this before, but everyone we we know very little people who watch Ted lasso week to week for season one. I think almost everyone binged it all at once so when I was watching season two I was curious to see how I felt I mean I also binged it again but I what I what I took home was that I think that Ted Lasso is a show that is the main uh purpose of it is character development I I think episode by episode there's not a lot of stuff going on there's not a like there's not, like, big events changing every episode. Like, there's not even, like, necessarily a big game every single episode that mm-hmm. they're, like, preparing for. Um, it really is just, like, kind of, like, seemingly meaningless discussions and, like, events happening every episode that lead to the end where you see all of this, like, you're like, wait a second. And you think back to the beginning and characters have completely changed and, like, learned so much And have, like, gone through a lot. But episode to episode, it doesn't feel like that. So, I really think that Ted Lasso's better binged. I do think that there were a couple episodes in the season that kind of definitely made it drag on a little bit more. And contributed to the discourse of season two is bad. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. I think we'll get into a little bit more. But... Yeah.
0: Which it's so funny because I guess I want to ask before we really dive into season two, um, how did you feel overall about season
1: one? I felt in season one, especially, I felt the same way. I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, nothing's really happening in this show. Like, yeah, like the characters are like funny and like fun, but i not really getting anything out of it. But Mm -hmm. by the end episode I was like crying and like wow I love all these people so much and that's exactly how I felt in season two again Mm -hmm. like I just it's the build-up for me it's a slow build-up disguised by like funny one-liners and like quirky characters but I still Mm -hmm. think it's a slow burn
0: totally well I don't I already can't remember if I said this part of the discourse also was that I guess it's like some people it was what was interesting and why I was so intrigued to get going watching it was that some people were saying this is bad this is toxic positivity while other people were complaining that it wasn't as happy as season one so it's like okay Mm -hmm. first of all no one is ever going to be pleased (laughs) like you can't please everyone (laughs) and um I It made me more intrigued for season two because I think when I was watching season one, I was kind of, it's just, I think I just happened to start it when I was not really in the mood to just watch something that was like overly cheerful and happy all the time. So yeah. it like kind of took me a while to get into it because I was kind of like, okay, like I get it. Like he's happy. <laughs> like But, but when they start showing hints of like his facade cracking and him dealing with a lot of anxiety underneath it all. I was hoping that we'd see more of that explored. And so I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like season two is going to be like is going to slap trying to cover that kind of stuff. And so for me, I actually preferred season two to season one. I felt like I liked seeing this deeper exploration of these characters. Yeah,
1: I think I preferred season two, too, because I think I related it to a lot. I related to it a lot more with like a handful of storylines. Mhm. I guess that may or may not be a hot take, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I um I do feel like most people have changed their tune since it ended.
0: Yeah, I think more people are kind of like, okay, I see where they're going or I see what they were doing, yeah. which it's like, yeah, like give it a chance, you know. Mhm. Um I think personally, season 2 it was like And not, not everything, not every plot really landed for me, but it was definitely more ambitious than season one with a lot of the characters. And yeah, for better or for worse, I would rather see a show that tries new stuff instead of just trying to like, oh, they all liked this stuff. Let's do an exact repeat of it in season two. Like I would rather them try new things with the writing and stuff, even if some of it didn't really work for me. But
1: I like to see the effort Totally. Beautifully said. Okay, on to spoilery. Spoil- spoils? I am going to the spoils. <laughs>
0: Our spoils, like we're pirates.
1: <laughs> Our treasure. Um, to keep that conversation going, I think, I was telling Jordan, I think, I don't know this for certain, but to me, it seems like the biggest, some of the biggest hangups in... The season were the Christmas episode and the episode about Beard. Is that his name? Beard? Yeah, Coach Beard. I don't even know his first name. (laughs) Personally. (laughs) Um, And I personally enjoyed the Christmas episode, but I think it was because when I was binging it, that was like so early on that I was still just like, I love these characters. They're so fun. And I knew I had like more to watch, but I think mm-hmm. it had, i been watching that week to week, I would have been like, well, that was a really pointless episode.
0: Yeah. I, it is, it is interesting that it was clearly, it's a one-off episode. Like I can go and watch it at Christmas time and I, it won't leave me trying to remember what else is going on in the plot in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, I think that was that uh I didn't feel like as angry. I think a lot of people were like furious, which I think is weird. <laughs> I'm like, get over it. But um it was weird to have w be watching this and it's
1: like September. Like that yeah. is kind of weird. The beard episode, I hated it. That was my least favorite episode. And I think it's literally everyone's because like almost all the episodes mm-hmm. on IMDB have like eight point something or higher, and then that episode has like a seven still kind of high. I know I was kind of shocked.
0: Opinion. Um my uh my thing with this, I was telling Taylor this earlier. It's it's not even that I hate Coach Beard the character, but what I like him best, I think that he shines when he is like mysterious. Like he's this side character, he's Ted's like BFF, but like he has this whole secret life where he like has these serious girlfriends and he has all these like crazy hobbies and like kind of a, like a weird past and all this stuff. And I like when he just has like kind of a non sequitur about hinting at that, but we don't actually get the full story. Like, I think that's really funny. So then when we have to focus the whole episode on his, like his weird life and his weird night that he has, I just like,
1: didn't care. It was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. She took the words right out of my mouth and said it better. (laughs) Oh, whatever. (laughs) Now that we've established that we did, like, season two, and we also are very good at being nitpicky about the things we love, what are the other things that didn't land for you? Well, obviously... There's a dark Nate cloud hanging over us.
0: (laughs) The Nate stuff really did not work for me. But I have to say up front, it's not because I didn't like seeing him turn into a bad character, like a bad guy. I think that's interesting, especially because it's way more predictable to have him kind of be like the the underdog, little, shy, nice boy in the corner for the whole show. Like, that would be boring. I'm not opposed to turning him bad. But I don't think that this turn into a villain was earned because um a lot of like specifically at the in the last in the last episode when he's yelling at Ted I was like did I miss something here I it felt so sudden that he is like so upset that Ted hates him and is ignoring him and I was like that's not really what I saw in your journey this season at all I I obviously we see all his like his obsession with the fame and that going to his head and that mm-hmm. like rang true. That was, I felt like that was natural um, to see, but then for him to suddenly have specifically a vendetta against Ted, I was yes. just straight up confused by that because I didn't see any hint of him feeling like hurt or uh flaked on by Ted. Like even just having one scene somewhere in the season of him, like, Wanting to talk to Ted or hang out with Ted and Ted totally blowing him off or standing him up. That would have at least given me some kind of direction to this point. But I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. This, you are way overreacting right now to me. And it was really random to me.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that he needed a few more like redeeming qualities to him for me to feel anything about it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we all kind of know someone who like feels like they're really underappreciated, but really realistically it's like but what do you actually do? And so like, but usually those people still have like some sort of like <laughs> redeeming qualities that it's like, but I still love you or like something and he yeah. just didn't. Which is like I actually I was telling I was telling Jordan earlier that like I kind of liked the vulnerability that we got to see from him um, kissing Keely because I did feel like that was kind of part of it coming out was like he's still this like guy who like feels like unseen and he finally has this opportunity to feel seen by someone and like he's immediately super drawn to them and like it's like kind of all at once. Um, I thought that that was like an interesting storyline. That was kind of the only time I saw it and I didn't like that. So, yeah. Well, and even to something you're saying about, like, him being completely
0: unappreciated, it's also, like, he's kind of – it's BS that he's claiming that because, like, they're running his plays. He's gotten attention in the press for his coaching skills this season. Like, even at the end, it's, like, something that I thought was really annoying and maybe didn't even make sense was how he's, like – Ted's like oh yeah like let's run Nate's play and Nate's like he's gonna take all the credit because it's he oh it's so annoying being an assistant coach and he's gonna take all the credit he literally calls it Nate's false nine or whatever the whole episode and then at the and then Nate's like oh well now when it doesn't work he's gonna blame it on me and I was like what
1: yeah I was very confused at that I was like what do you want that's literally what you were asking for and then you got it and now you're saying that he only did that to be mean It didn't, it literally made no sense. And also it's like, we've spent
0: enough time with Ted and obviously we'll get into this too, where it's like his happy little quips and happy, positive attitude. It's not hiding, hiding someone who's like a bad person or a bad friend or like disloyal. It's hiding very, it's like personal, personal demons that he's hiding from. It's like, we have no evidence that Ted is out to sabotage Nate at all. He gave Nate this job out of no, like it, it just like his, his like tantrum that he throws the words he was saying. I was like, this does not, I, this is completely out of the blue and this makes no sense.
1: Yeah. I think it would have been more interesting. Had he been having discussions with Dr. Sharon and kind of sharing some of these like insecurities or feeling unappreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, that would have been but really good. I think that was a missed opportunity right
0: there. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Not a fan of the Nate. No, I think it, I just think it could have been done a lot more uh, effectively. Cause mm-hmm. it, to me, it was just like, huh? You ended in a totally different place than where you were leading and building. I guess, well, I guess, do you have any other th- things you didn't like? Cause I do want to get into stuff I did really like. No, I think that those were the main things. Okay, cool. Um, because I really want to give credit where credit is due about, like, confronting Ted's, uh, his, his positivity, honestly, sometimes toxic positivity, but, like, why he is that way and what it's covering up and, like, dealing with his severe anxiety and his panic attacks and stuff. I really liked that the show went there and I loved his relationship with Dr. Sharon, um, it was really it was also really interesting seeing how he is when he is not warming up to a person cuz we mm-hmm. haven't really seen that side of him at all so far in the show. Um and so I really liked how their friendship grew. Um they had really great chemistry, I thought. I just thought I liked that the show went there instead of and like they really showed that he needs to do some work and that he has those demons that He's, he's not only just, like, a one-note, happy-go-lucky character. Like, that's really mm. actually... It, it makes him more complex, because I feel like in the first
1: season, I wanted more of that. And so I was really happy to get that in season two. Yeah, I bookmarked a quote from the Atlantic's review of Ted Lasso. And it said, Niceness is actually a different expression of toxic masculinity for Ted Lasso. It's his defense mm. mechanism that he uses to deflect things as much as anything else. And I thought that was really good and really that's well that's genius. Set. Yeah. That's so good. And also piggybacking on to a few things that you said, my someone I know was saying that they had a harder time with this season because they feel like they watched Ted Lasso for it to be like relaxing and like an escape to be like enjoy this like fun, light-hearted show and it ended up being a little like dark and sad and I mean I just think that goes to show that like in reality like you can't have all the light without the dark and like you have to confront the dark in order to appreciate the light and I mean I really believe that and so I really liked how this show showed that and I also think that it um Because Ted Lasso has been so widely received, I really appreciate that they like went there and like showed, um, showed this like, especially in sports, like showed this man, uh, learning the benefits of therapy because so many people watch this from like all over
0: Mm -hmm. stages
1: of life and whatnot that. Uh, I thought it was a really perfect place to kind of um, portray this and talk about these things. Yeah. I think that was very well said. Thank you. Um, and on that same point of uh, the therapy storyline, I think Jordan and I feel the same that we actually just wanted more Dr. Sharon and totally hope she comes back because she was really refreshing and great.
0: Yeah. I felt like, There were some times that I was like, is this like a flirty chemistry? Yeah. I really, and I was into it. I really actually liked that. I was like, how many, it's also like, how many people has Ted really shown this side of himself to? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm extrapolating here, but it seems like, is this part of his divorce like maybe he probably could never really open up to his wife he was probably just annoying all the time trying to pretend like everything's haha fun okay Mm -hmm. but like I don't know I guess it wouldn't be appropriate for him to date her if she's (laughs) continues to be his therapist (laughs) but But I I was like
1: her letter in the end to say like I can't be your therapist anymore because I fell in love with you yes I did I I I'm into that um
0: Yeah, I was having a lot of fun, like, on her last night there, and they were hanging out.
1: I was like, wow, I'm into this. It's definitely a vibe. Yeah. Except they never really said the emergency that came up that made her had to leave early. Because then all of a sudden, she had all night to hang out with him. So I was kind of confused (laughs) by that. That (laughs) is a good point. She's so (laughs) mysterious. (sighs) Very. Last but not least, we have to talk about Roy Kent dreamboat our boyfriend our grumpy hairy boyfriend (laughs) who I love so hot I never want him to change no never Jordan and I might feel a little bit differently on this uh topic actually because I I really liked I I was a little bit wary of the Jamie storyline uh and how he was still in love with Keely Um, but I think it kind of showed that like Keely and Roy are really good for each other because they don't necessarily need each other, but they want each other. And, um, I mean, at least that's what I'm hoping it was showing. I guess it was kind of left at like a little bit of a cliffhanger, but I think Keely is there and Roy just needs to get there a little bit more. What did you think? Um,
0: I love them. And so I was... Definitely wary of that, and like, I mean, I mean, they. I feel like they kind of spun my expectations on my on the, their head a little bit because, um, like I was worried about Jamie, and then I was worried about Roy and the teacher. But then it's like they literally confess this stuff like right after it happens to each other. So I think, but what I was worried about is like I don't want this um to kind of go like the more soapy route of like let's throw in these like other problems into this like pretty strong couple just because we need some drama there you know Mm -hmm. because I always worry about that it's kind of like a Gilmore Girls kind of thing like when a couple's happy like let's ruin them for so like kind of a non-realistic reason kind of like just for the tv of it all um but I think that I'm hoping that um my fears aren't really grounded, especially cause where they left off Keely and Roy, they're not, um, they're not insecure with each other about those, uh, those things as far as we can tell. Like, I think yeah. they trust each other, but they also like Keely needs her space and you know, like they, she still wants to be an independent person, even though she doesn't want to leave Roy and she loves him. And so I, I think that I'm, I think that I can trust the show maybe to not, break them up just (laughs) in just in just like to have some kind of drama with them yeah
1: um and I really hope that that's true yeah and another thing I just thought of that I hadn't really thought about before is that I also think that the whole Jamie situation was kind of necessary for Jamie and Roy to for Mm. they for them to have closure on their relationship I think it made it a little bit more special
0: yeah, that's a really good point because I really did. I think I
1: audibly was like, oh, when like Roy
0: headbutts <laughs> him and then hugs him. I was like, oh, my yeah, gosh. I,
1: in my notes, I literally have Roy hugging Jamie with like a crying emoji. Yeah,
0: I loved that, actually. I think that's a really good point. I think um, it was kind of this elephant in the room mm-hmm. like that because it's kind of like Keely could never go back to Jamie anyway. Like it's like she was she's a lot older than him. And so it's like. He was kind of her like boy toy phase and now she needs mm-hmm. like a man. Yeah. Like, someone actually grown up. Um and it's interesting too because it's like season 1 Ted was like a substitute father figure for Jamie but actually it's Roy. Mm-hmm. Now, which I really really like. So, yeah, that's a great point. I think that I think what you said is really true that it's like they it had to be done and now it's hopefully over with because no jamie no (laughs) like (laughs) no 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 just go find someone else but he will yeah i i will say find someone else a nitpicky weakness for me was that i do i think jamie was kind of underused maybe this season there was a lot like all the drama with his dad kind of it's like that was that was really intense moment um, when his dad, like somehow they let him into the locker room, which was crazy, <laughs> but like, um, I, I like the doors that opens up with his relationships with Roy specifically, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we like barely see him. I feel like I would have liked to see more build up of him really becoming like a nice person. Um, but I, I don't think it was as big of a fail as Nate or anything, but I, I just would have liked to see more of his growth and it kind of happened a little quickly but I just I just like the character Jamie I think he's intriguing and I would like to see that shift uh, a little more of it but there's only Mm -hmm. so much they can really
1: spend time on I guess but happened a little quick yeah I think I think we got more less Jamie and more Sam yeah that's true. So and I did it's love Sam, to, like, so I guess I'm yeah, okay with Sam that. Sam is
0: such a sweetie. I would have liked to see no Nate and all Jamie and Sam. <laughs> 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 and well that here I think this comes back to the fact that they wasted that whole episode on Coach Beard and for no reason. Yes. And there's a lot of other things they could have explored just a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think that was why it was,
1: like, so infuriating, because it was, like, Mm -hmm. you have a 12-episode season, and there's still a few places where it feels like the buildup wasn't as strong as it could have and should have been. Exactly. Um, So I either would have liked it, I think I would have liked it better to be a 10-episode season, or 12-episode and build up those things a little bit more. Couldn't agree more. Um, Because... I thought that was the last point, but now I feel like we can't not talk about (laughs) Sam and Rebecca. Yeah. 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 I loved them. And my only hang up was we didn't have time to explore Sam's side of things. Like we got to see how Rebecca was hiding this relationship um, from Keely and her best friend. And when they find out, that's one of my favorite parts. I love that part in the, like the church Mm -hmm. and we never get that with Sam and like the guys that, like they were there for every single message he was sending Rebecca before he knew it was Rebecca. So it's yeah hard the haircut. To believe that the whole wouldn't. haircut. Yes, scene. yes, the haircut. Mm. Like of course they would have followed up with him to like see how the date went and like would notice that he was like extremely happy or extremely sad
0: mm-hmm. when things were
1: going well or wrong with Rebecca. So, yes, I wish we would have gotten to see that a little bit more. Totally agree. um, yeah, I loved
0: that plotline. I was really into it. Um, I thought like i never I never would have picked up on any sexual tension between those two characters at all. I mean, they like, the story is that neither would they. like they didn't even yeah. know. so then. Like the fact that they, it was like, v- it was a good pairing. They, the I felt like the actors had really good chemistry. It was really, it started out cute and funny, and then was like hot. I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. it was really, it was cool. And I, I, I said this to Taylor earlier too. Like, I really like the fake out that you think she's texting Ted, but it's yes. actually not Ted. It's Sam because I really was genuinely surprised by that twist. I, I, I was, was really shocked. I for sh- was like, oh, it loved it. Oh, it's Ted. Yeah, because, like, it's it's not that I don't think there's potential between Rebecca and Ted, but I do, I kind of like them, I like their friend chemistry right now, and... Yeah, it's in a
1: good place.
0: Yeah, and I just really, I was really blown away by how into Rebecca and Sam I was. I loved
1: it. Me too. Well, there you have it. Season two of Ted Lasso. Do we have the same crush this week, or no? No. <laughs>
0: I don't know because there's some good contenders it's actually like when you really look at this cast you're like wow there's actually a lot of crush worthy people yeah it's true um I I we might have the same crush I don't know but I have to say I did not choose Roy Kent because I can't
1: I've been choosing him a lot lately that's true okay well my crush is Roy Kent because I feel like in season one it was like yeah I loved him but Mm -hmm. like in season two it was like Wow! I need him. <laughs> I like took a picture of me um, crying from one of the scenes that he's in, and oh, I wanted to make one of those TikToks that's like with wildest dreams. Got you in your feelings, and then oh. it like zooms in on Roy Kent. Um, but I'm not smart enough to figure out TikTok. Um, actually, I actually think you
0: are. If anyone
1: I know can do it, it's you. Thank you for your faith. Maybe smart is, enough wasn't the right word. It's uh laziness, patient. It's making TikToks it's hard. is
0: freaking hard. It takes a yeah. long time. That's fair. Okay, but I I have the vision in my head and it's a good one. So thank you. Good job. Thank you.
1: Okay, who's your crush?
0: I'm. I'm going with Sam. I such a cutie. He's so cute. Um, and I so really mature. like. He. I. Yeah. Like, I loved. Um. Especially because, like, out of all the the footballers, it's, like, they're pretty surface level. Like, we really, they're just there to make little quips. And it's, like, you kind of think that he's also there to do that. But I liked how they established his character. Like, you have when he takes a stand um, for Nigeria with, their, like, the first sponsor of the team. Like, that was interesting. And then seeing the chats that he sends to Rebecca. Like, it was just, like, they, he was, that is some character development that is, like, one of the stars of the season I think like that yeah. was really good character development I love getting to know him and I loved him trying to date Rebecca and like trying to convince her that they like should go for it and stuff and like it was he was great I loved him
1: yeah like especially with them it, it's it's like you would have assumed that like Rebecca is like older knows what she wants like has it all figured out and where I feel like the roles were kind of reversed where he was like the more mm-hmm. adult one in the relationship. And he was like, basically you're saying no to this thing that is, has no red flags and is actually really good just because you're scared of how good it is. Mm-hmm. And which ugh, knife in my
0: heart. Yeah, it was, he really, he, yeah, he read, he read me. <laughs> And it hurt. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was so, it was so good. And there's also something obviously so hot about this guy who, like, he meets, like, yeah, she's an older woman. Like, obviously, like, Rebecca's hot, too, but, like, she's older. She's, like, the manager, like, basically his, like, super boss, like,
1: all this stuff, like like... but not he was like he
0: he literally fell in love with his her, her personality and stuff, like mm-hmm. and that is why he like couldn't say no and like was like no like come on. It was very good. hot. I I loved it.
1: Well, I appreciate this show. It was like a perfect show to follow up Squid Game in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah. bring me back down to reality. Make me not hate men as much. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.